Good morning, everybody. Thank you for this opportunity to uh, speak on the challenges for this Commission Developing Scotland's Young Workforce. And frankly, we're really quite hopeful of getting some helpful feedback from you, both at this plenary session, but perhaps more, um, um, more so at the relevant breakout groups. The Commission really got underway in February. We have eight members. Um, I chair the Commission. Linda Mackay, who is here, Vice Chair, Principal of Fourth Valley College. Um, Sir Willie Hockey, I'm sure known to many of you, a very successful Glasgow businessman with an intense interest in the employment of um, young people. Um, Graeme Smith, General Secretary of the SDUC. Um, Christine Pollock, just about to retire as the Director of Education for North Lanarkshire. Sue Bruce, Chief Executive of Fenborough City Council. And Robin Parker, um, who's also um, um, here, outgoing President of the National Union of Students in Scotland. And then very helpfully, a gentleman called Michael Davis, who's the Chief Executive of the UK Commission for Employment and Skills. So we have an extraordinarily um, strong mix, wealth of experience and knowledge. Um, and I believe the Commission is making a good start in its deliberations. We will issue an interim report in August and a final report um, hopefully early next year. So a, li a little has already been said about the challenges to Scotland's young workforce. There is some really, really good news um, in terms of the reduction over the last um, um, three or four months. And, and I'm going to add my congratulations to Angela Constance and her team. Um, a lot has been done to engage business and industry um, over the last 12 18 months and, and really to good effect. But really to put that good news in perspective, the corresponding figure um, was 49,000. The current figure from the latest is about 61,000 young people unemployed in Scotland. The, the corresponding figure May 2008 was 49,000 and the 61,000 means there are still that number of young people in Scotland waking up every morning and believing that their community has no real need for them. And that is a very significant issue and problem. And also, as the First Minister has said, our figures compare, and I'm a bottle half empty guy, figures compare less favourably with some of the other key nations in, uh, in Europe. So, really good progress, but a lot more to do. In very simple terms, the task of the Commission is to recommend how we can produce better qualified young people relevant to the labour market and how we can persuade employers to give more young people a chance. Presently, only one in four employers in Scotland take on young people direct from education. That, that's, that's quite a statistic. One in four take them on direct from education right now. Our deliberations uh, have become focused in four interrelated um, areas. Firstly, enhancing vocational education in schools. Secondly, the role of colleges and the opportunities from the recent restructuring proposals. Thirdly, the potential to further develop modern apprenticeship uh, programmes. And fourthly, the role of employers in this whole process. It's fair to say we spent most of the last few months, initial period, on the first three, and recommendations on them will dominate the interim report in August, and there will be then much more focus on the role and involvement of employers in the final report. Let me begin with schools. It was really clear from the beginning that schools in Scotland, and indeed the UK, are very focused on academic um, education. And this is reinforced by this being the only published measure of their performance. An early quote that really haunted me first time I heard it and stayed with me, and it came from a number of different sources in their early deliberations, was that 90% of schools in Scotland are run for the benefit of 50% of the pupils. 
and that's the academic um, uh, aspiration pupils. Curriculum for Excellence, which is now generally well received and supported in schools, is a driver for change, a very important opportunity for change. But we'll only really achieve that in vocational, if vocational is seen as taken as seriously as academic. The academic youngster, generally from early and senior school, has a very clear pathway and a destination. Simple, I want to get my hires, I want to go to university. In contrast, the non-academic, a descriptive term I intensely dislike because it in itself implies negativity, doesn't have a clear pathway, nor destination. And a consistent theme in discussion with parents, again in the early days of the, um, of the Commission, is that of the young person going into fourth year school with no academic aspiration, doesn't want to leave school because there's no employment, and simply drifting. No motivation, no purpose, and fast becoming bored and frustrated. So, our interim report will undoubtedly address the issue of how the content and status of vocational education in our schools can be significantly developed and enhanced, almost certainly working very closely with colleges, and to try and provide clear pathways and destinations to motivate these youngsters and better prepare them for the world of work. Our recommendations here will be reinforced by plans already underway to introduce next year new benchmarking proposals um, to measure performance in schools, and this will be over a much broader spectrum. Although the change will clearly pick up um, and recognise the, 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 the very positive impact of Curriculum for Excellence, it will also hopefully measure schools in terms of their vocational performance and the output of wider skills. Two other key areas. Um, firstly, how can we ensure that young people have a better understanding of the world of work, with more work experience and a better interchange between schools and business? And therefore, we'll look at a recommendation um, that all young people should have enhanced employability learning quite early in senior school. I mean, a constant feedback theme from employers as young people turning up for a job and don't really have any feeling of what employability is about and really understanding the world of work. The second is the need for good careers advice in schools and colleges. Young people need to better understand uh, the possible employment choices relevant to their capabilities, their skills and their work aspirations. Skills Development Scotland have placed their focus on my world of work and individual career management skills. Although it's early days, initial feedback is that this in itself isn't enough and needs a broader effort. And here business can play an immense role in ensuring that youngsters better understand the opportunities of the world of work. And this will best be done in long-term partnership with schools and colleges who both need to allocate more resources to work at this. Similarly, teacher training programmes need to have modules um, which um, will include the world of work, careers advice and employability skills. I mean, just to finish briefly and positively in schools, I think the Commission have been incredibly impressed, um, not just at the impact of um, Curriculum for Excellence in terms of broadening young people's skills, but also um, by the quality and dedication and commitment of most head teachers and teachers we've met. And I'm going to single out particularly the, the directors of education, who are clearly committed to the youngsters they teach and also up for change, although we have to watch that it's measured change. Moving to colleges. Colleges in Scotland are going through a significant programme of reform and larger colleges, incentivised to meet the needs of their regional labour markets and more focus on employment outcomes, 
will be an asset for Scotland moving forward. There's some real opportunities for colleges from the changes currently underway. There are encouraging signs, um, both from the mergers already carried out and those underway, of good leadership appointments, effective programmes of rationalisation, establishing clear centres of excellence and aiming to build up strong links to business. This will be, be reinforced by the Funding Council realigning its measurement programmes in line with these objectives. As I've indicated, colleges can play or will play a very significant role in enhancing vocational education in schools and likewise can contribute significantly more to the uh, apprenticeship um, programmes. The merged regional colleges should also aim to play a guiding role in local community partnerships on education and economic development with the opportunity of applying regional skills assessment. What is that? Effectively matching the college input to the anticipated output although this can only be directional. For example, more focus on the STEM subjects and also on demographic changes. Similarly to schools, colleges need to look at maximising work experience, careers advice from within the college, and also the possibility of providing some kind of employment service available um, for those uh, uh, leaving college, all potentially possible with the enlarged college with more resources, um, and also dedicated staff working on the relationships with schools um, and with uh, local business. So these are some of the areas, really with the greater focus on employment output, and that will feature in our interim recommendations. Thirdly, apprenticeships. Um, I mean, the Commission see this as a very relevant and desirable career path for many young people, providing um, on-the-job training and employment. As the First Minister has said, the number is now up to excess of 25,000 each year in Scotland. The modern apprentice qualification covers a very wide range of frameworks, um, skills, abilities and levels of achievement. Um, but we believe that employers should be encouraged and can be encouraged um, to offer significantly more good quality apprenticeships. And if that's the case, then the annual number should certainly be um, increased. Some of the issues and opportunities. Um, why can't a pathway into apprenticeship um, start in schools? and be offered consistently across the country. The First Minister referred to the importance of small SMEs um, being encouraged to take on apprentices. If we could introduce this um, pathway in, in, in schools and actually cover the first part of the, the theoretical, the classroom work, young people could then go into the apprenticeship and start working right away. And that would be a huge encouragement for SMEs to take on more uh, apprentices. Um, young people definitely need better support to find and successfully access a modern apprenticeship. Common comment um, from young people is we're actually not sure where to start in terms of getting an apprenticeship. Thirdly, there's a need for more higher level modern apprenticeship pathways to be developed in partnership with industry. Um, and indeed, some quite exciting developments in the accountancy profession right now who are increasing, significantly increasing the number of um, accounting um, apprentices they take on. Fourthly, there's the potential for employers to take a much more proactive lead in developing and delivering the modern apprenticeship programme. And fifthly, the modern apprenticeship brand presently covers a wide range of achievement levels, and there's a clear requirement to introducing branding differentiation to describe different levels of apprenticeships. Lastly, and, and maybe more relevantly today uh, for today's audience, is the role of business and industry in developing Scotland's young workforce. For too long, too many businesses in Scotland have been passive consumers of the education system, 
and not really engaged with those responsible for developing our young workforce. There are some outstanding exceptions, quite a lot of them, but generally, by far the largest part of business industry in Scotland sees their interest in education beginning when they start looking for someone to employ. And that's entirely wrong. Most employers don't recruit directly from the world of education. Many of them simply complain that young people coming out of education are well prepared for work. The Commission believes this is only a very limited truth, um, and that anyway, the self-interest of, interest of business and industry must be to participate and help achieve the best in the quality of our school and college education and preparing young people for work. All businesses of any size should have an invest in youth policy and show more interest in the process of education and training as key consumers of the output. Investing in our young people makes real economic sense and enhances the quality of your next generation of employees. There are many, many examples of ways to do this in good practice. Some companies adopt a school provide meaningful work experience. And work experience is incredibly important in terms of employers eventually taking on young people. Assisting with vocational equipment and resources to schools and colleges, larger companies encouraging the smaller companies in the supply chain in a number of ways to support a youth policy, participation in regional and sector skills councils, encouraging some of your employees, particularly younger ones, to spend time in schools, talking to the school pupils, telling them what their job is about. Um, inviting teachers to spend time in uh, industry and better understand the world of work, and there's many more. I've already said that schools and colleges must enhance their commitment in this area with appropriate resources, and the key will be the development of longer-term partnerships. What is quite clear is that there's a whole lot of short-term arrangements between businesses, schools, businesses, college, which are okay for a short um, period of time and short benefit. What is essential is a long-term partnership with both agreeing a plan and a series of objectives and then working to deliver um, that. The Commission recognises that smaller employers will struggle with some of, some of this agenda and we must maximise the extent to which various initiatives are SME friendly and where larger businesses can play a key role in supporting the SMEs and delivering um, the policies. It's also clear, and the First Minister has announced another one recently, financial incentives to support wage costs can make a big difference. Um, particularly smaller employees, but they have to be user-friendly and uh, simple to access. With the different employment prospects and patterns around the country, I think we see, and I've already said, by far the largest part of our work on this will be in the second six months of this year, but I, we see regional initiatives that are very different regional employment patterns and, 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 and challenges. So we see regional um, investment in youth initiatives probably being the most successful. And there are already some blueprints for this um, on the ground, and we'll look hard at um, these later this year. Let me just finish with two general points and then pose a number of questions. Firstly, um, Scotland must look critically at the ingrained culture that somehow academic education equals professional and is way ahead of vocational. This has been a consistent concern in the Commission's deliberations. The truth is that a lot of vocational occupations earn significantly more than the academic and are highly professional, playing an immensely important part in our economy. For example, North Sea Oil and Gas is probably um, at least one of, if not the UK's most successful new industry over the last 40 years. And this has very much been supported by a huge number of technicians, designers, draftsmen, tradesmen, drillers, 
Riddles, Reisterbanks, and many others, um, who've, as well as contributing hugely to the UK economy, um, earned extremely well for themselves. And there's frankly a case to attract more of our so-called academic youngsters into vocational um, occupations. Technology is changing the world at work, and the ability to use and apply information technology is significantly enhancing the contribution of what we call vocational occupation. So that gap needs to significantly um, narrow. The second general point is that in each of the four sectors, there's an awful lot of good practice across Scotland. Um, and if we could get that shared and adopted uh, across the four sectors, I guess we'd solve about half the problems. So today's forum is a great opportunity to get some helpful input. Um, Linda Mackay will be here for the day, Robin Parker will be here, um, Hugh McAloon, who's our Scottish Government official supporting us, will be here for the day, and they will bring back um, the outcome of some of your relevant deliberations. I know that each of the breakout sessions have a number of identified questions, but I'm going to leave you with five questions relevant to our work. Firstly, how do you believe in the school and college environment we can better prepare our young people for the world of work. What else can we do in school and college to make them more ready to step into the world of work? Secondly, how can we significantly enhance vocational pathways um, and destinations in schools? Assuming you agree that that's a, a reasonable requirement and I think we intensely think it's the right thing to do. Thirdly, how can we ensure young people, parents and teachers better understand the career opportunities in the world at work and they're able to um, help young, younger people to make a better determination of their career path. Fourthly, how can the new larger regional colleges incorporate more focus on employment and employability to achieve better employment and, and output returns? And then finally, and very importantly, how best can we encourage employers to engage more in the education system, commit to more apprenticeships, develop their invest in youth policies, and provide more employment opportunities for young people straight out of education. Thank you very much.